Welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook, a show dedicated to podcast advertising. If you're a podcaster or an advertiser and you're wondering how you can take advantage of this rapidly growing space, you're in the right place. On the program, we'll discuss strategies and techniques to optimize your experience with podcast advertising. Hello and welcome to the podcast advertising playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And today I have Sharia Sharma on the podcast with me today. I wanted to just do a quick introduction of Sharia before we get into the meat of the show. So this is a unique interview because Sharia is relatively new to the podcast space. She is someone with an in-depth marketing background. She currently works for Elevate Ultimate Academy, which is an Ultimate Frisbee company. Very cool. She also writes for inside.com. She writes inside podcasting. So if you have not subscribed to that, I would highly recommend that you go over and you subscribe to her newsletter. But one of the things that is so fascinating to me about Sharia is her passion for the industry. She is a huge podcast listener and she couples that with all of her knowledge in the marketing industry. Today in our conversation, we're going to dive in deep to really dissect exactly what it means to understand how podcast advertising is influencer marketing. I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Sharia. Hello, and welcome to the podcast advertising playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood, and I'm so excited to be joined by Sharia today. Um, as you heard in the introduction, Sharia has a very in-depth background in the marketing industry, and she has really taken um, an interest in the podcast space, which is very exciting because not all marketers do. And recently she wrote an extremely interesting article about influencer marketing on Sounds Profitable, which is a newer newsletter. And if you are not subscribed to it, I would highly recommend that you go and check that out. Yeah, I'm really excited to have Sharia on the show today. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Heather. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, for sure. So you and I connected and, uh, you know, we were introduced by a mutual friend and we started talking and I, it was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is saying all of the things that I feel like I have been saying for so many years. And it was exciting just to see you as a marketer really understand the power of podcast advertising as it pertains to influencer marketing. And it's something that I feel like I, again, have said, and it, 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 fall, it feels like it falls on deaf ears a lot. And so it was really great for me to hear that you as a marketer were seeing the value of podcast advertising, just as it pertains to being influencer marketing. Um, and that you have then subsequently written this great article to kind of help educate people about it. But, um, you know, I think before we get into dissecting that article, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you to the place where you, where you felt passionate enough to write an article about podcast advertising and how it really is, um, influencer marketing. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for that wonderful introduction and no pressure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I've been working in advertising in different forms and shapes for about five, six years now. And I started as an, um, in a huge advertising agency. And then I realized that was not where 
my space was and then I it led me to become a freelancer and work more hands-on with platforms like Google ads, Facebook ads, um, influencer marketing, um, and among other things like email marketing and all of those other digital channels. So not podcasts at all. Like I had an advertised podcast at, at the time. And then last year happened and I lost out on a lot of my normal freelancing projects. And a friend of mine, she said, I do marketing strategy for podcasts. So why don't you do that? Because it's a lot of fun. We'll do like PR pitching, outreach, and we'll go from there. And that's when I started reaching out to um, big and small marketing firms to like advertise on a specific podcast. So while I was doing that, I was also reaching out to, you know, ad results, Wondery, like everywhere to actually buy ad space, um, both sides of the story. And that's when I realized there was so much data. Like when um, and something, someone like an ad results would send me a media kit, for instance, there's so much stuff that they already have on there. Like they are able to tell me exactly what demographic we're going for. They're able to tell me exactly when I'm going to get the results, how much time it's going to take, all that jazz. It was a bit surprising for me um, to like see that sort of media kit. Not, not that um, other digital channels don't have that, but I covered this in the article. With the other digital channels, you kind of need to have all of the information from them and then kind of put it together to make sense of it. You can make a very decisive, bigger picture, but you need all of these information sources covered. Uh, not just, just one will not do and influencer marketing will not do at all, especially the way we're def defining influencer marketing right now. Um, so that happened and that was, um, I'm, I'm a big like data geek. So I was very interested in how the funnels work and I, uh, got to work with some wonderful teams, especially here in Vancouver, the scene for podcast advertising is up and coming. So a lot of people like sat down with me and we had conversations and, um, and then I got, became part of the industry and someone recommended me for inside podcasting. They said, you should write this. And I got the job, which is great. Um, and that's how I met Brian, because we started writing our newsletters at the same time. So we were both promoting uh, the heck out of each other on social media, like read this person's newsletter, um, she or he have something awesome to say. So, um, and Brian and I have a lot of other things in common, such like, um, you know, geeking out over data, stuff like that. So when we started talking about this, I was talking to him about like, how I need to um, collate this data from different digital channels to make sense of it. And that's when he had published his article on campaign lift reports. So like reading that article, it was like, oh my God, so much data is being captured offline uh, in podcasts because you, you like we're downloading and we're getting so much out of it. And I can see just from writing the newsletter that the conversion rates are high. Like people are actually, there's brand retention, there's brand recall. People are actually going and buying these products. And when I turned that experience like inward and I did a study sort of how many times have I gone and actually purchased something because a podcaster or, you know, like as I call them, my imaginary friends, because at this point they are. Um, I mean, I'm friends with them. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yes, they are your imaginary friends. I've got many of them as well. Too many. Um, and so when they suggest like a meal kit 
or, um, you know, something like that, like a diva cup or something like that. I have gone and actually purchased those things and used them using whatever code that they had. So I have never once clicked on any influencer ad <laughs> like that. They kind of turned me off uh, personally. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe this is not just me. And when we started, like Brian and I started talking about it and he just said one sentence to me, he said, hey, what if in, uh, podcast hosts are basically podcasting's influencer marketers? And that was that, like, he just said that sentence and we were like, we need to talk about this. Like, we need to write about this. We need to research and talk to other people in the industry. You know, if this is just a wild goose chase that's in my head or it's something that everybody's on the same page about, but, and people are talking about it in silos, but no one has quite like written about it and really um, made some noise around it. So that's when I started researching and my article opens with this where there was this thing on TechCrunch, uh, but I think it's right side up marketing that they published an article on TechCrunch and they say, and I quote, um, podcast ads are basically personalized endorsements that drive conversions. And I was like, yeah, that's influencer marketing as well. So like, you know, it's so similar, um, but this perceived lack of data, which is what your podcast is hoping to eliminate um, this perceived lack of data on the podcasting side. This is that and the branding issue around influencer marketing and podcast hosts and how they're seen differently. Um, that's what we want to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, gosh, I think what, what was so interesting to me is as someone who has been in advertising for a long time, but not someone who has been in influencer marketing, it was so fascinating for me to read your article and to think about all of the limitations that that standard social media influencer marketing brings to the table because I have felt for so long that podcast host read ads are influencer marketing, but yet I have felt that we were at such a disadvantage because we didn't have all of the rich data that everybody in digital marketing had. So I've always thought, well, gosh, there's all this rich data in digital marketing. We don't have any of that. We're at a disadvantage. But then as I was reading your article and I was realizing how much legwork goes into influencer marketing. And also I've had hundreds of conversations with advertisers and brands who do influencer marketing, who like influencer marketing. But when I ask them about the results they get, you should see their faces, right? There's always a like, uh, well, well, yeah, I, I, I'm sure our influencer marketing works, you know, but they really don't seem to have as concrete data as I kind of thought. And I guess my my perception had been people are, you know, on social media, they're seeing these posts and it's easy for them to potentially click over, or it's easy for them because they're already online to just go straight to that advertiser and purchase from them. But the way that you broke it down, I think really was so interesting because we're talking about this huge, I think you say it's a $10 billion industry, right? Influencer marketing is. Yes. 
And the fact that we need, like you were saying that we need to piece together Google Analytics, we've got web traffic, we've got the social engagement that's happening, the back end from e-commerce, taking all of these pieces and using what we use in podcasting with like unique codes and trackable links and landing pages, all of those things, it, it really, it just kind of blew my mind because it's not that influencer marketing campaigns on social media are even being provided with the level of data that standard digital marketing provides. And if they're having to piece all of that together, then what is the barrier with podcast advertising? And I think that's the big question that needs to be answered. For sure. And I will preface this with two things. First, I'm my day job is a marketing director and uh, we are a growing company. So right now I'm handling all of the channels myself with the help of my wonderful team. Um, and that means at the end of every month and quarter, collating this data from multiple channels, right? From like Google Analytics, looking at the website analytics, and then like social media, influencer marketing, email marketing, all of that combined, and then providing uh, a big picture to the rest of the team who are not marketers. So it's hard to tell a story that way. It's hard to get enough data to tell a story. And I myself, and maybe this is just the perfectionist in me, I feel like all of that data has to be taken with a pinch of salt because there is like, and I don't want to get too technical, but there are differences in like the attribution models for um, social media and then for Google Analytics and Google Ads. So like there might be a lot of cracks in the system that I might not even know that they exist. And seeing that um, a, a podcasting campaign lift report, uh, sorry, a podcast ad campaign lift report is in its own right a complete report that I don't need to pull data from anywhere else. Even if I find that that's not 100% accurate, I still know that that is in its own universe, it's in its own system. And so if I make any change in that specific thing, like if I change my podcast ad a little bit, I can see that if, if it's affected, it's because I changed specific podcast ads. So that kind of experimentation and then influence on the, pardon the pun, influence on the final result makes it fun to do podcast advertising for me because I love seeing that. Uh, so that's one thing. And the second is that I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I am just saying that like, it depends on what your metrics are, right? Like, it, what your goals are. Say you want brand awareness and you have deep pockets. You're a Coca-Cola or a Nike or Adidas. You should do influencer marketing. You should be aligning yourself with people whose personalities are similar to your brand personality. I'm in a sport, like, my marketing, um, sorry, my marketing job is in a sports academy. So in a new market, I'm always looking for the influencers to align myself with. So it's not something that I'm not doing, but this um, lack of, I don't even want to say lack of, I want to kind of go so far as to say this nonchalance around, um, you know, the lack of data, basically. It is kind of appalling to me. Like one of these, um, somewhere in the article, I state that the 2021 blog report by Influencer Marketing Hub in that the terms conversion and, and attribution only appear once. 
So they're not. I even- was shocked by that. <laughs> I have to say, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that. I thought that would be all over it. Yeah, and they're they're only they only appear once, so it's they're not even talking about it. And I know that I'm not talking out of my behind on this because I did speak with some of my friends who run influencer marketing companies and PR agencies. And I had this conversation and they agreed with me that we need a better way to measure ROI for Mm -hmm. influencer marketing as a, as a silo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, yes, of course we're able to do it with all of it, but even then it's this, they just don't seem to expect that conversion attribution from influencer marketing, um, which is surprising to me because, you know, back to the point about it being a $10 billion industry, where is that money going? Podcasting is only going to hit a billion by the end of this year. So, and what is surprising is that podcasting has been around longer than influencer marketing. Yeah. Why this discrepancy? And that was the question that just, Basically, this article is um, a way to help scratch that itch in uh, my brain and I think Brian's brain too. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, so, okay, so the one of the things that you said in the article that I thought was so interesting is that we look at influencers as being like these kind of pseudo celebrities, right? And I mean, I, I feel like we all have them. We all follow people online, whether they've written books or, you know, created YouTube channels or, you know, whatever they have done. I mean, my my nine and 12 year old have their influencers that they follow. It's just part of what our society is now. We identify with these people. We like what they're creating. And I can tell you that if Mariah Elizabeth walked in our front door, my daughter would melt down. Like she would think that it would be much more exciting to see Mariah Elizabeth than uh, Johnny Depp or someone, right? Like in her mind, this is a celebrity. And so it's, I think that there is this celebrity power that comes with social media and what you say, which I think is totally true. And something I've been talking about more in the last few weeks is this idea that when we listen to audio, we experience audio in such a different way and podcasters feel more like friends than they do celebrities. And, you know, I, 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 was thinking the other day about growing up, listening to terrestrial radio. I listened to a lot of it. My parents listened to a lot of it and you never knew what a, you know, a DJ looked like in those days, obviously there wasn't the internet. Yes. I'm that old. And you know, they, you would, but you would create a picture in your mind of what this person looked like. You would think that this DJ looked a certain way, but then when you maybe did see a picture of them, or you did see them at an event, you were like, who is that person? I don't recognize them. Like that's not what my brain created for me, but what is so powerful about audio is how your brain interfaces with it. And it, it had, there is this connection that happens where that person feels closer to you because it feels like they're talking to you. 
And that power, I think, surpasses what happens in social media because we put those people at arm's length, right? Like we might, maybe we comment, maybe we interact, but it's like we, we place them in more of a celebrity bin and less of a friend bin. And I think that that really has a big impact on why brands and advertisers, and really maybe even just society at large, isn't viewing the podcast host as an influencer, maybe as a celebrity. Um, and, and so that's kind of what you talk about in the article. So tell us a little more about that. Yeah. Wow. So many points have come up in my brain. So the first thing that I want to say, and this is in relation to what you mentioned, more and more people on social media, more, more influencers on social media are trying to move towards authenticity. And they're trying to show, this is who I really am. But podcast hosts are already there. So that's there. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> I, think, I thought that was such a great point. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I started laughing almost because it was like, I think you're so right. I feel like that's what I hear over and over and over again is like, create authentic content, create authentic content. And when you said that, I was like, yeah, like no one ever says, Hey, podcast host, be a little more authentic. Right. Nobody asks for that. It's so funny. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was a great point. <laughs> yeah which is fair. So that's, they're trying to move out of that, as you said, celebrity bin into a friend bin so that we will give more weight to their opinions and let them in, in a way. Um, That's one thing. The second thing is that we very rarely seek out advertising from influencer marketing uh, from influencers I'm, I'm talking here about like um instagram influencers and then you're just like scrolling through it and you see a sponsored post it's just there you didn't seek it out there is very little to almost no search intent when you do that and so you know there won't be a high purchase intent in that case but podcasts you seek them out you download them you follow them and if you're nuts like like we are you wait for the next episode to come out so you're going in with full attention right like when i'm listening to a podcast yes sometimes i'm doing something else on the side but i'm like always listening to it it's subconsciously feeding in there and the power of audio people are realizing now with like Clubhouse and Mark Cuban investing in Fireside. And I read today that Facebook's coming out with something like that. People are getting that audio is such an important medium that hasn't been capitalized as much as it could have to get more people buying your product or remembering your brand and building brand awareness. So this kind of discrepancy to me, which is like, hey, you already have a solution that does all of that, which as a marketer you would want to do, which is ultimately connect with your audience. And any good marketer would want to create a community around their product or service. Podcast hosts already have that community created. You just need to integrate your brand narrative with theirs, which is similar to what you'll be doing with an influencer as well. But 
it all comes back to the return on investment and not being able to attribute conversion um, in both cases. I was talking to um, Steve Pratt from Pacific Content about this and uh, Steve was awesome. He sent me like a long email when I sent him five questions because he like, I really appreciate that he took some time and thought uh, around this. And he said that agencies seem to be more comfortable with video than audio. And that doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means that um, in our experience would suggest that audio is not yet big enough or mainstream enough to have deep expertise at most agencies or brands in this space. So that's a very interesting point that Steve makes. And uh, just today I read this other article by Edison's um, um, Tom Webster, and he talks about how podcasting is not yet um, at peak podcasting. Like there's a lot of space for us to capture still. Mm -hmm. So this industry is growing. Um, the attribution is growing. And what's more, people are still not stopping. Like I, I find it to be ways ahead of other digital marketing channels already um, in, in my own naivety. Um, and people are still not stopping about how to grow podcast ads and podcast hosts. Uh, like, so then why are we not investing? Like, just, it seemed so commonsensical <laughs> to write the article even. Whereas some of the points that I was making, I felt that I shouldn't even have to be making these points. Like anybody with enough common sense and education on both of these industries should be making that decision, should be including audio in their integrated marketing strategy, which a lot of people are not doing, but yeah. So when I think about podcasts and because I am such an audio consumer and I have been an audio consumer since I was listening to books on cassette tape. So, I mean, that gives you, it's been 25 years or whatever that I've been listening to audio. So I know audio resonates with me personally. And I feel often that it gets back to the ways that people learn. Like some people like to learn by reading. Some people like it, you know, being spoken to them. Some people like it when it's more interactive. And so I, I do think that there is an audio block and some people, there's a percentage of the population that doesn't like audio. And so I, I just think that it doesn't resonate with them. The other thing that I find totally fascinating is this last weekend, um, I live in a new area and I met a woman I had not met before. And we were talking and, um, she was in her mid thirties and I said, Oh, I have a podcast advertising agency. And she goes, you know, I have to be honest. I don't even really understand what podcasts are. And I was just like, I just, it makes me shocked really. Like, it just makes me feel like, how is this possible that podcasts have been around since 2004? And here's a woman in her mid thirties, who should be a prime target for podcasts listening, who doesn't even really understand podcasts. And I think what has happened with podcasts in particular, and, and I get this all the time is when I tell somebody that I work in the podcast industry, it's like a blank face. You can tell they don't understand what podcasting is. And I, I think that still is a huge barrier because 
people don't get it. I was speaking with another woman, a little older, but I was talking to her about podcasts and she said, Oh, you mean like the, are they different than the Ted talks that you can listen to on YouTube? And I'm like, yes, they are, (laughs) but it, people don't understand podcasts. And I have to imagine that there is a fairly significant group of marketers who don't get podcast and they don't want to be the person who says, I don't understand this. Right. And if, if it's not something that resonates with them, why would they propose it? Right. Cause number one, they probably just don't understand the medium at all. They personally don't listen to podcasts and maybe they don't even understand podcasts. And then why would they propose something, um, in their marketing mix when they don't understand it? I also think it is fascinating to me in talking with so many different brands and advertisers, I would say 80 to 90% of the companies that I speak to about podcast advertising, the person I'm having the conversation with loves podcasts. So they will say things like, I love podcasts and I'm trying really hard to convince my marketing team that we should do this. Nobody else on my team listens to podcasts, but I just know they'll be great. So it's like, if if you imagine a team, let's say of 10 marketers, and they're all working together to come up with great strategies to market this company. And you've got one person in the group saying podcast, podcasts, and everyone else in the group saying, yeah, but really what are podcasts? Like So, I mean, that it feels so basic and kind of like what you had mentioned in your article or when you're writing your article saying like, how, how is it that I even have to talk about these things? But I just, I still wonder if podcasts aren't like the best kept secret out there. What are your thoughts? I think that any marketer worth their salt would start or should start with the question of where is my audience? And that is kind of where, um, your audience is like around building community we are moving away from that space of like those days of like um you know like just yelling your product and broadcasting marketing messages are long gone and now you're looking at authenticity you're looking to build a brand build a community around that brand and so your audience is already there agreed with the fact that not all of them are there. Some of them might still be more prevalent on like video-based platforms like Instagram, YouTube, what have you. But more and more people are listening to podcasts. We know this, the numbers are coming in from like last year and it has almost doubled, if not more. They should focus on where their audience is um, and they should like see where the conversation is happening and the conversation is happening on podcasts. So we are going more and more niche every single day. Shows are popping up on things that you wouldn't even have thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So I I think, I guess just to, to kind of wrap it up here, I do, I do think that social media feels so much more prominent and it is more prominent. And I think that's why we gravitate toward social media as being influencer marketing. And I believe that it is our job to, you know, really make sure everyone is aware that podcast advertising is influencer marketing. And I also think that that is why we as an industry do need to hold on to host red endorsement ads. While I do think programmatic ads have a place 
there is so much value with host red endorsement ads. And we need to hold on to that value and not even hold on to it, but we need to grow it. And we need to figure out how do we get from being a $1 billion industry to a $10 billion industry. Do you think that just the sheer quantities, like if I went out and I looked for an influencer on Instagram, I'm going to find thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of influencers. Do you think that I know we had just kind of joked a bit about how, you know, we say that there's 2 million podcasts are there really, but do you think that that could also be part of it? You know, there's 600 million blogs out there. Um, And so if there are that many blogs, how many more social media influencers are there? So do you think that that could be part of the equation as well? As in, we should be creating more podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Or just the sheer numbers, right? So if I am, you know, looking to build an industry, if there are hundreds of thousands of these influencers in social media, it's going to be much easier for brands to invest because there are so many of them. And I know in, in the industry, it feels like, oh my gosh, podcasts are exploding and there are so many, but I think you had alluded to this and, you know, to like Tom Webster had said in his article, we really have just scratched the surface. I believe, I think that there are are many, many more podcasts to come. Um, and that we're going to, you know, just continue to grow that audience. But is it, is it possible that one of the obstacles is that the quantity of podcasts out there is not great enough? I think that, well, first I just want to speak about the audio, um, as like social media, because you mentioned we're thinking of social media a specific way. And yes, we absolutely are. But I do see us moving away from that with Clubhouse and whatnot coming up because they are branding themselves as social media platforms, um, but audio only. So audio is pervading the social media space and nobody can say anything about it. And just from my conversations with people, my friends and other like podcasters, they are addicted to Clubhouse. They... And these are the people who, um, like the early adopters of this kind of thing, would be your audience for podcast hosts, uh, like host red ads, because as we've talked about, audio is not for everyone. And although I find that very hard to believe, I do respect it. (laughs) But yeah, Um, I think that we do have a lot of wonderful shows and we are by no means at um peak podcasting and we have a long way to go like again I don't want to get technical but there seems to be a very big gap in video consumption versus audio consumption and we are growing every single day um and part of the reason why so many are coming up in like independent podcasters are getting more space and I'm I'm helping with my newsletter as well that I can give them uh, a platform to share their shows and their processes But the other big one is that now we have the bigger players moving into this industry. You know, Spotify is (laughs) acquiring everyone. (laughs) Samsung now has announced Samsung Podcast. So, and Apple just today, I think they they announced an original show or something. They barely seem to do that. But yeah, they had an original show come out. Um, So we, we have big money coming into podcasting now. And with that money, there is an opportunity for the industry to grow. And I know there's been a lot of conversation around Spotify coming in and doing this and doing that. But my firm belief is that 
it kind of lifts us all because it just puts more money into the pot for taking and making. And that trickles down or ideally will trickle down to hosts being able to charge more, independent creators being able to make more because when Spotify, Apple, Samsung, etc., are making headlines around podcasting, that's when people will start noticing. And now you have like so many other medium as well writing about podcasts like you've got TechCrunch, you've got Verge um, and so many other newsletters are picking it up and writing about it. It's not just uh, pod news or inside podcasting. There are so many more talking about that. So I think that we're getting there. I also think that um, it's not obviously going to happen overnight because just from my understanding, we are very like niche like well-knit sort of society and sort of space like it almost feels like um yeah a community as you mentioned everybody that you talk about in podcasting like whatever they're working as a producer marketer whoever they are they love podcasts Mm -hmm. you can always go up to them and ask them what are the five shows you're listening to right now and they like that's all like let them talk for 30 minutes and I am one of them so (laughs) no judgment but I think that That being said, um, the barrier to entry to our industry is very, very low. And to be able to make like good shows and connections, you know, everyone's welcome. And the industry is doing so much um, to start to get inclusive, be it with like, um, you know, like the Black Lives Matter and the anti-Asian American violence. Like we're doing so much, like shows are popping out everywhere, talking about this and taking all of these things head on. This is where the conversation is happening and this is where the audience is. So I really think this is where the marketers uh, should put their money. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I agree. So I'm curious if if somebody were listening to this podcast and they had not done podcast advertising before, maybe they were working in a marketing team or they oversaw the advertising for their company, what would you recommend for them to enter the podcast advertising space and really approach it from an influencer marketing perspective? So anyone who is approaching, coming in from a di- different digital channel would have or should have done their homework wherein they would have personified their brand they have an ideal client profile they've got the basics like SWOT, customer journey all of that sorted out so when you look at that ideal client profile um, there should be a part where you talk about where my audience is what their watering holes are and where they're hanging out And when you start doing that research, you should find the podcasts that your audience is listening to. That's how I did it. Um, The second is please educate yourself on what the terms mean. And for that, I would point directly to Brian's newsletter because he's got a couple of good articles, especially in the beginning where he talks about uh, where he actually defines things and what does attribution mean? What's conversion? what does what is a utm parameter like he breaks it down so before having a conversation uh with say an ad quiz you should educate yourself on that so that's the second thing the third thing would be um 
And again, Brian, I love Brian. He's done some great work. Uh, so he made, he and the Magellan AI, they made something called a Podscape. And that Podscape is basically a one page PDF document, which gives you the whole picture, like who's the advertising agency, who are the hosts, who are the uh, publishers and who are the attribution platforms. So download that PDF, stick it up on your room and you'll know exactly who to talk to. And just from my experience like i'm i'm fairly new to the industry um but it's been so welcoming to me and i get honest answers right off the bat very promptly so i would say that and then of course reddit always subscribe to the subreddit on podcasts and podcasting there's a lot of intelligent conversation happening there and subscribe to my newsletter (laughs) yes yes yes, for sure awesome well thank you so much Sheree. it was great having you on the show and i know that this is a conversation that we will continue to have and i am really excited that i know the industry is going to continue to grow and i want to see us establish podcast hosts as influencers so when we say influencer we don't have to say not social media influencers. I mean like podcast influencers, right? (laughs) And they're the same thing that people will just know that an influencer is an influencer and we have those here in podcasting. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Heather. If you want to learn more about how to be a market leader in podcast advertising, reach out to us at truenativemedia.com.